Welcome to the Data Guru Podcast. We're your hosts, Scarlett Burks and Laurel Wilhelm Volpe. We will trade off hosting duties this year to bring you a wide range of data experts discussing audience strategy, emerging trends, and practical ways to boost campaign performance. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. I'm your host, Laurel Wilhelm Volpe, and today we are going to talk about some new developments in our data products here at Axiom. To do that, I am joined by one of our best product managers, who I will ask to introduce herself. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Vicky Becar. I've been a product manager at Axiom for about 10 years, and I think it's my third time on the, on the podcast, and I'm excited to be here. We're glad you're here. We're happy to have you. And Linda, our data guru, would you introduce yourself too, please? Yes, I'm Linda Harrison, and I lead the data consulting team at Axiom. Awesome. So I cannot think of two better people to talk about new products and innovations at Axiom, especially when it comes to data. One offering we're very excited about and one of our newest data products is our partner marketplace. Vicki, will you tell us what that's all about? What is it? Yes. The partner marketplace is our newest data offering. We're partnering with five industry-leading data providers to bring their data, their, their branded data, at Axiom to our clients. So we're going to be working with different and providers of different industries, Equifax, Polk, NCS, Commerce Signals, and Crossix are the five providers that we're, that we're starting with. And they're going to be sending us their transaction data, their health data, their consumer data. Really a lot of application in different industries. As you can tell, they, they cover anything from consumer and retail to CPG, auto, health, financial insurance. So we're very excited. Every single one of our clients should have something uh, to find in this product. That's really awesome. But why are we doing this? I mean, we have a lot of data at Axiom. So why do we need to bring more in? Uh, we do have a lot of data at Axiom, but can you really have too much data? Is there such a thing as too much data? I don't think uh, so. No? See, yeah, I agree. But uh, here in this case, there's there's a couple of reasons why we're doing this now. I think everyone that's going to be listening to this podcast knows this, but Google is depreciating third-party cookies at some point. Other IDs, you know, IDFAs uh, have been not going away, but just the way that you can use is a little bit more limited. We know that IP might have an expiration date as well. So just the way that marketers have been buying data digitally through DSPs and DMPs and the abundance of signals and how well you can bring that data together, that's going to start being a little bit more challenging. So we're trying to bring an alternative that is people-based data. But even though we already have people-based data, we have demographics, we have segmentation data, that's really not necessarily the best match for data like online browsing behavior or location data or you know app usage. And so transaction data is a really good way to bridge that gap that's going to be happening with, uh, with the depreciation of all the signals. I also like that it's transactional data. You know, when I talk to clients, the number one thing they ask for is transactional information at scale. Axiom's always had some transactional data, but a lot of it is really used for modeling purposes. There's just not enough of it out there. So these new partners really get me excited and my clients excited about having access to more user-based information that they can use to make decisions and to reach the right people about the right things. That's a perfect segue to what I was thinking about, which is use cases and why marketers will be excited about this. I agree. There's nothing better than purchase data. I mean, that's where the rubber meets the road. Is that the right expression? You know, that, that's about it. But what are some of the use cases that you're envisioning for this? 
Well, brands are really good at one thing. I mean, a lot of things, but one of the things that they're really good at is knowing their customers and knowing the customer's interaction with their own brand. What they're not so good at is understanding prospects and then customers' interaction outside of the brand. So that's really the main use case we're trying to fill here is provide that additional, that information that's always been kind of lost is, I'm, you know, I'm a consumer for Walmart, but where else do I shop? Where else do I spend all of my dollars? How much of my dollars am I spending there? It's being able to, to provide that information to, to marketers. Yeah, it's that share of wallet is what we've always called it in the financial services industry. And so there's calculators people have used, but being able to see the amount of grocery spend that you have overall and where it's being put is going to be really critical for CPG clients, right? So maybe I'm buying all the Red Baron pizzas that I possibly could, which is Vicky's favorite frozen pizza. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but, you know, maybe I'm buying quite a, a bit of them someplace else as well. So it gives them that channel preference as well as everything else. That's awesome. So, Kind of thank you both. Taking that like one level down and connecting this idea of understanding where people are shopping and channel preference and share of wallet. How do we connect that then to a marketing campaign in a very tactical way? Uh, you know, I'll say what I think from a theoretical standpoint, and then Linda, I'd love if you can jump in with a client example. But the way that I hope they're going to be using it is to really tailor the different messaging. There's a lot of ways that we can use data and very often it's used tactically to figure out who are you actually going to be targeting, you know, who's going to be in, our, in your audience. But here it's more about how am I going to be reaching them? What kind of message am I going to be sending? What's going to resonate better with this consumer versus that consumer from the message, but also where you're going to be, you know, the channel, the campaign, what's going to really be bringing them in. And then also, you know, what's my best prospect look like. So, you know, we're going to have some automotive data. So finding who's likely to have a specific vehicle based on transactional information instead of survey data is really deep, detailed information. So we know things about what type of vehicle it is that make a model in year, but also what did they have in the garage before this and what other vehicles are in their garage at the same time. So you're getting that holistic view. So you can say, oh, I'm a really deep loyalist for this brand. And the likelihood that I'm going to change is pretty low. You'd have to have a really good offer, like Vicki said, to move me away from my brand. Or maybe I'm one that changes with the wind, you know, whatever's on sale is what I buy. So being able to understand that and put the right offer with the right person is what this data is really going to help with. Thanks. You know, I'm curious if you've seen any cross vertical applications. So maybe some transactional data from, you know, for example, CPG that another type of company has had kind of a creative use of. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a few examples. If if we're staying with the CPG, we're going to be getting, we're going to be partnering with NCS, and their main customers are typically in CPG, but they also have customers in pharma, for example, over the counter medication, all of the all of those medication that you buy in the grocery store, or to get back on my favorite example, Red Baron, maybe quick service restaurant. What type of food are you buying from a grocery store that you could actually be going out to eat? So yeah, and that, that's first for CPG. You know, Odo has application with insurance and finance. Definitely you don't you do not have to stay in your lane here. Yeah, I really love that because some of the feedback that that I have heard from some of our sales teams is that 
you know, certain, certain companies may say, I know what's happening in my field and, and I know that we're doing the right things here. I'm interested in learning what other verticals are doing and where can I find new tactics, new approaches, new strategies. It's also a predictor in some cases, right? So if I'm buying travel pillows and I'm buying sunscreen and I'm buying lots of things for my beach vacation, that's a big tip off that I'm going to have a beach vacation, right? I bought the sun umbrella, all those things. So there's little predictors that you can use to say, what am I going to be doing next? So it's not just that I'm going to finance my car. It's everyday habits and what they're Mm going to mean next. Getting that vehicle for third row. (laughs) There's a lot Uh of meaning behind that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I got a third rower and I, it's just me and my husband. I I don't know why we need such a big car, but we love it. So it's a limo. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. You know, as I think about the applications for such such granular data and, and purchase-based, it feels pretty future-proof, really, because as you mentioned, Vicki, so much is changing in the world of marketing and marketing data in particular. It seems like this, you know, at least for the foreseeable future, will be a good strategy. I would love it, though, if both of you could pull out your your crystal balls and predict where you think, you know, some of these availability of this data is going to go. I think it's going to go deeper into the transactional information. I think we'll be able to understand, am I buying it at what part of the store, perhaps even? So am I like the checkout lane junkie that I'm picking up all the candy there? Or am I really thoughtful shopper and filling up my basket at different parts of the store? And then also just the robustness of the data. So right now it might be more larger category items, but I think in the future, you'll know that I bought a specific brand flavor size container of different packaging, right? So that you can really get under the covers even further. I think with, you know, some of what's been happening for the last two years, COVID, there's been a lot more purchases that are that are being made on credit cards and debit cards. And so a lot of those little everyday purchases that we didn't necessarily have a really good picture, I think we're going to start to be able to to see more of that as well. Well, and then with COVID, people buying in bulk, right? That's been a big trend that people don't want to be caught unawares again, that they don't ever want to run out of their favorite brand of macaroni and cheese because of scarcity, right? That they're, I've got a big garage, I'm going to fill it up with, you know, six months worth of food. If the apocalypse happens, come to my house because I have food. I love that. I have a friend who has been looking at every grocery store in town for the right type of cotton balls. And it's been it's been a thing. It's been a real issue trying to get so how do you both think turning returning back to partner marketplace in particular, how are brands and clients going to be able to maximize it and, and get the most value out of this? I think one of the one of the things that marketers can do to really benefit from the data is to kind of mix and match the data. So transactional data is great, but it needs to be on the foundational layer of other data. So everything that's from knowing your customer really well, that starts with the demographics. So Linda was saying earlier, for example, she does have a third row, but even though that's just her her husband and her at this point, as long as you have a good foundation layer of data, that's that's something that you already know. This transaction data is just there to deepen the insights and to help you target the right messaging to just make a better use of this data. I also think because this data is not only available for direct mail, email, online campaigns. It's also available to enhance your CRM data set and also for analytics purposes. So I see a lot more analytics moving forward. 
right? Because you'll be able to have this data in-house and number crunch all day long on your own or have Axiom help you with it as well. So I see a lot more of that coming up. That's right. Really being able to use the data for strategic planning. A lot of marketers today may be using something like survey data or panel data if it's just on 10,000 people and it's and then they end up using actual demographic data for targeting and it's, it doesn't really all work together. Whereas here you can use the same data for your planning as you do for your activation. I think that's one of the best way to, uh, to stay consistent and get the most out of your data. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, even to your example earlier, Linda, overlaying other data sets like store layout and understanding where people are buying, just even physically, where are items being picked up? I think there's a whole level of insight that a brand could glean just from that. And so that's that's not even something that I would personally think of as a as a typical marketing campaign. So I think there are many, many layers that that could be, you know, unpacked with something like this. Right. You know, some people just go around the perimeter of the store, right? That's why they have the milk and the eggs at the farthest part in the store and the bread in the next corner and your frozen food in the fourth corner, right? But so then understanding that you're the perimeter shopper and I go down up and down every single aisle multiple times because I cannot find what I'm looking for, even with the store map on my phone. So understanding that I'm buying things on the top shelf, the bottom shelf, that I'm really value shopping that way versus the perimeter grab and go folks. I think that's a key care about for some of our clients. Okay. So we typically close these things out with a little bit of a funny question. So we're recording this in February. It will be live in March. So at this time of the year, many people, I'm certainly not implying anything about anyone here, but we, you know, we might have set a new year's resolution. That's already a little bit uh, faltering a little bit. So not that it has to be this year, but uh, let's see, biggest New Year's resolution fail or funniest. As a kid, I used to say I would never eat that year chocolate covered bumblebees. And I have held true to that my entire life. But otherwise, I typically don't do a big New Year's resolution, though this year I'm trying to lose some weight. But then my neighbor brought me cookies for Valentine's Day. So up and down. Hey, if you made it six weeks, that's really pretty good. That's probably better than average. Okay. See, uh, I just don't normally set resolutions because I know better than to set myself up for failure. <laughs> so I just skip the failure altogether and don't set any. That way I'm not disappointed. <laughs> you and I both. You and I both. But I did start the year with an intention to start getting up early. And I have to say it's has not been easy. I have, have not been the have not been killing it. I couldn't go back to sleep after 4 a.m. this morning. So I got you covered. There you go. Thank you. Linda, you're you're getting up for for all of us. You got it. Well, Vicki, Linda, thank you both so much for joining us today. This has been a really great conversation about Partner Marketplace and also all of the really interesting applications of more granular transactional data. Love it. I think it'll be good food for thought for our listeners. So what should people do if they would like to learn more? I think we're just about to launch our website. It's going to be axiom.com slash marketplace, I believe. And so you can learn a little bit more in details about what exactly the offering is and then contact our data guru. So as usual, they'll be able to help you with any data questions you may have. Okay, Linda, what's the email? Dataguru at axiom.com. Got it. Awesome. Thank you both. Have a great day.